Hey, it's Kira Austin from the Giants netball team. I'm about to shoot some super shots with the Armchair Champs. Welcome to the Armchair Champions podcast, your midweek sports fix and barroom banter with your hosts, Captain Crackers, Sheriff Unit and Viper. G'day champions and welcome to another episode of your midweek sports fix. We are the Armchair Champions. Now champions, on this episode we're going to be joined by GWS Giants netballer Kira Austin for a bit of a chat about the Suncorp Super Netball Series. It's going to be great to have a chat to Kira about how her rehab is going and also how the girls are going after the grand final loss to the Swifts. We'll also be handing out the Jordan and Derek Awards and we're also doing the video for the YouTube channel so have a look at that one champions and it'll be on our website too www.armchairchampions.com.au We'll also put a few snippets up there on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Hopefully you're all following us. But thanks to Bottoms Up New South Wales, it's time to make traffic fun again as I introduce the panel for today thanks to Chris Mivay Photography and the first lady we're going to introduce, well she's just gone and done it again. She's like Britney Spears. She's got the round four times in one calendar year in the NRL. Well done Chris. Is it welcome to the armchair champions this week? Thank you. Hi, champions. How yeah, wow. How do you do it? Oh, insider trading. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good effort. Four times in one calendar year. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. Beat yeah, last year's we- record. Yeah, what did you get last year? Three? Yep. Three mm-hmm. last year, four this year? Yep. Can on fire, crackers. That's it. That's not a bad Look effort. Out. Yeah, not a bad effort at all. All right, with well, the voice you just heard there is the next bloke we're going to introduce who um, he's a bit like Ben Simmons. He's holding out. He wants to go somewhere, but no one knows where. How you going, unit? How's those dollar well, bills unlike, going? Unlike Ben Simmons, I don't have $1.6 million to uh, pay my fine for not turning up to training. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, look. Um, Shit's it, getting it, real. Mate, it's getting real over in Philly. Um, he hasn't answered their phone calls, hasn't taken any of their calls. He's refusing to go to preseason training yeah. uh, and basically saying, you've trade me now or, you know, I'll, I'll sit out the season. And he's you know, also he's, saying um, along the lines too of this is where I want to go and then Philly are coming out going, uh, no, champ, you're going to go the, where the, we want you to go. That suits us. The trade has to work for yeah. us, mate. That's how it works. But the problem, the very the big problem that Ben Simmons got at the moment was his very poor performance in that last game of the final series against Atlanta, where he failed to shoot that ball. He froze, um, mate. He's he froze. So, and and his stocks just plummeted oh, from time. there. Mm. You know, if if they wanted to trade him mid season, mate, they would have got they would have got a, a very good play for him. You know, unfortunately now, you know the time is. Time's changed and uh, he's, yep. he's now a mile of fallen stock, basically, yeah. Now, needing uh, to make a statement, well, if you're seeing what Viper's wearing, he doesn't really need to make one because his shirt does it for him. Hello, everybody. I'm going great and isn't it good? We finally made it to the semi-final time. And champions, I tell you what, check out the Jordan and Derek uh, video on the YouTube channel and you know what we're talking about. That is one fancy bloody top you're wearing there, Viper. I dig it. Yeah, it's a good one. Eh? I, I only bring it out on uh, rare occasions, and, and I thought <laughs> I'll bring it out tonight. I have so many inappropriate comments coming to mind right now, and I'm <laughs> holding back. <laughs> well, wait, wait till uh, next week. You know, when uh, or Penrith will have a week off, but wait till the one after. I've got a really nice Penrith one I can wear for you guys. Ooh, oh, yeah. fabulous! Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Panther on the front of it. Have you got one for the Bulldogs with a spoon in the middle or something like that for me? No, they don't make them. Ah, what a uh, but they might next year. Because it doesn't happen that often. That's why. <laughs> oh, let's get a cricket machine and and get and get a new business happening. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, then. Well, let me introduce you to the next bloke who, uh, like the like in that manly game, uh, he doesn't mind a bit of a streaker every once in a while. <laughs> How are you there, Captain? <laughs> it wasn't really a streak. He was a bit of a half breed. That one. I think he still had pants on. 
Uh, Mate, but he tell you what, the security got him. They, they got, got him, him good. Four of them jumped on him. <laughs> they down. tackle better than Daily Cherry Evans. <laughs> <laughs> they go over the North Shore anytime soon. <laughs> They're fighting words. Right, they Dane's, Dane's moving out this way. <laughs> D- Dane's moved out west. He's not. <laughs> He's, He's, not <laughs> He's getting death threats knocking on his door. Are you with that crackers? <laughs> uh, well, as you know, I'll be your captain. Let's get this one started. Now, champions, thanks to National Locksmiths, it's time to introduce our guest for today. Now, she made a netball debut for the GWS Giants in 2018. She's won a silver medal in 2017 at the 2017 Netball World Youth Cup. She made the Australian Diamond Squad in 2019 and again has been named this year, which is an outstanding achievement. In 2020, she was the Giants MVP. Let's make her feel welcome. Welcome to the Armchair Champions, Kira Austin. Hey, Kira. Hello. How are you guys going? Yeah, good. (laughs) I'm I'm in Noosa. Oh, geez, stop it. (laughs) I know. I do to get out of lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making the most of it. Yeah, exactly. Let's rip the band-aid straight off. Now, it didn't go your way on the weekend and commiserations, but I'll tell you what, what a bloody good season the Giants had. You've got to be proud of the girls. Yeah. Oh, definitely. They've had a really good season considering, you know, we started at home um, playing a normal regular season and then we've left and been on the road for about 10 weeks now um, to get all the way to the grand final um, was a great achievement. And I think although the girls are disappointed um, in the end, it's only, I guess, Good signs for the future. So, Kira, what uh, what's the team's take on the uh, on the grand final? Have you had time to get together and analyse it, or has it just been all party time since <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with Paddy Mills oh. and all that? <laughs> No, we missed Patty Mills. The Swiss got to see it, so I was just Ugh. rubbing salt in the wound, I wound. think it was. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone's really watched the game back. Maybe one or two girls have watched it back. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, we probably had a few young girls in our lineup that might have been a bit nervous. It's their first final, um, and it would have been my first final if I was playing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the Swiss did their homework and they were ready to come out firing. And, um, you know, we had a lot of motivation playing, but they also had quite a bit of motivation as well. So at the end of the day, it was nice that both New South Wales teams were in the grand final. But For sure. Yeah, I think it's gone straight to um, relaxing and partying versus <laughs> reviewing the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I'll tell you what, um, I mean, the scoring, it was 95% per team. So, you, you know, your scoring was good. It was just the super shots that sort of let, uh, let your girls down in the end there. Is this something you think your team will be working on in the off-season leading into 2022 is maybe that uh, outside shot? Because you nearly got the Swifts last time and you missed out by one point when you came storming home with those super shots. I know. it's Sometimes it's to our advantage and then other times I think it's to our detriment. Um, I don't want to say that we rely on the super shot to get us back into the game, but I think certainly on the weekend that was something that we had to rely on to get us back in. And unfortunately with the nerves and the, I guess the magnitude of what the game was, they just weren't thinking for us until that last, I guess, 30 seconds, but then you're out of time. So, you know, through the whole season, both Soph and Joe were great at thinking the super shots. And when you're up um, and you're comfortable, you sink them and, and, you know, nothing's, there's no pressure and you can just do it normally. Um, whereas you, when you have that extra pressure, it's just so different. You know, you, you know, you need the shot and then you just think about every other different, um, I guess, factor going into that shot. And then sometimes it goes over the baseline, have a bit yeah. of an air ball, which is more embarrassing. But <laughs> <laughs> Do the alley-oops, when you flick it back up, you'll be all right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Kira, do you think the, uh, the, the semi-final, you know, going the way it did, the, the one-point swing there and you guys having the win, do you think the uh, the Swiss really did a lot of homework on that and uh, changed the way they played to turn that around? Yeah, well, in the semi-final, the Swiss actually um, got on top of us and beat us. So during the game, I think it was very close and we did take the lead for a little part of it and then they took the lead back. Um, and I think... <laughs> they had that time to really see where their strengths were and where they could really, I guess, um, show our weaknesses. So unfortunately they did it really well um, on the weekend, but they're a solid team. And every time you play against your know, cross town rivals, it's going to be, you know, who gets up, up off the ground more times than they fall over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
And um, yeah, Matty Proud is very well known to fall over. That's for sure. I mean, her own players play that out on a pretty hard too. So I'm sure she'll own that one. Um, the start of the game obviously was to, to me when I was watching it. I think the, the Swift went up to a six nil lead. Um, you could see the nerves in your girls. You know, the turnovers were happening very early. Um, and then your coach, you know, saw what was going on and said, "No, nah, time out. Let's get your heads back in the game." And then you girls came out and you were a different team. You, you clawed it right back, and you were back in that game. Um, and you put the pressure on the Swifts, and they were actually the ones starting to make the uh, the mistakes. Um, so I think maybe that's a good learning curve for the girls for next year. Is hey, you know what? Okay, get that out of your system if you experienced it. There's an old saying: you got to lose one to win one. So moving to 2022, your girls got to be pretty confident that you're going to be up there again. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think it was as much as you don't want to rely on it just being an experience for the girls. I think they wanted to make the most of it and they wanted to come out winning. It is an experience. And I said to a lot of the younger girls, remember this feeling and remember how shit you feel that you've lost, especially to your cross-town rivals. Like you don't want to feel that way again. So I think in time the girls will watch the game back and see where they could have done better or what they could have done um, more in defence or anything like that. But yeah, I think going into next year, um, there'll be a lot of more confidence. You've had the, uh, like a season playing. Hopefully we're playing at home. As much as you don't think being on the road adds into your game, it really does. It kind of affects your little support network. After a game, you usually just go home to your family and you don't have to talk about netball. But when you're yeah. away on the road for 10 weeks, yeah, yeah, you're just yeah, surrounded yeah, by yeah. it constantly. Yeah, so definitely you what, you giants, a lot of positive signs. Um, your joints definitely got us back because I'm a Sydney Swan supporter. You bastards. Oh, what you did to us on the weekend, that's just blue murder. <laughs> we were watching it after our game too and we were we could not believe how many shots on goal um, the Swans missed in that oh. last two minutes. <laughs> I'm happy about it. it. Yeah, I bet you are. You got one back. <laughs> it's really turning into a great crosstown rivalry, isn't it, in, yeah. in both codes? Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, yeah sure. it's going to be great next year. So how's your uh, Kira? How's your uh, recovery going with the uh, from the ACL? Yeah, it's going really well. I'm about three and a half months post op, um, so I had my first kind of run the week before the prelim final, um, which was great. I didn't know I was running that day, and all the girls were training normally, and then they just saw me bawling my eyes out in the corner because it was such a, a big moment for me. Um, and they all came yes. running over. Yeah, I know. I was like, strap me up. I'm good to go. Put me in, coach. Put me in. Um, oh, yeah, I know. But, yeah, it's going really well. Um, learning to jump again and doing all those little things. I think the biggest thing I've learned is, I guess, learning how to trust my body again. It's such a weird feeling. You know, you've grown up your whole life and have never – once thought about putting any trust in your body because you just you want it to run it goes and you know you do a run so learning how to get that trust back and just try different exercises and not be afraid to do it um but it's going really well yeah that's good um now your coach she's a phenomenal coach what's something that julie fitzgerald's brought to your game yeah i think um like my career i've kind of really only dabbled in goal attack a little bit, which is where I love to play. Um, And I think just by chance where I've played mostly in the Giants is actually in that wing attack role. So as much as you want to be playing in the position that you're kind of brought up in, um, it's only been great for me to have that experience in wing attack. And I think it does transfer over into goal attack as it does um, vice versa to be able to feed the ball when you like noticing when the defender's eyes are down and feeding that in, um, yep. you know, only help strengthen my, I guess, repertoire and make me more diverse and more selectable for diamonds um, selection, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations um, on that. As I mentioned at the start of the podcast, um, you know, you've been named in the squad, so that's an outstanding achievement. Yeah, I think it was re- really reassuring to know that Stacey was still um, happy to keep me in the squad, particularly since I've been injured this year. I don't know if it's because there's a, a very small selection of Aussie shooters in the competition at the moment, but um, I had a bit of taste of Diamond's um, you know, games at the start of this year, and I only want to you know, get back onto the court and experience it more. So very stoked to be still in that squad and really work towards hopefully Com Games next year. Mm. So, uh, so Kira, just uh, taking a, a little bit of a different track, um, I've got a, a couple of granddaughters that are young ones, nine, eleven year old, starting out in the sport, and uh, at, at that 
at that age, uh, and I think in most sports at that age, it should be fun and social and, and a learning experience. Yeah, when when do you think it, it starts to get uh, to serious level where you're progressing through uh, rep uh, rep games and and moving up into the higher levels? At what age? That's such a good question. We have so many young girls reach out to us all the time asking how they can be a professional netballer. Some of them are in the, you know, like between nine to 12 years old, even older than that. And I remember when I was that age, like I played the sport because I loved it and it just so happened that I kept progressing in it. But when you're that age, I think you just have to enjoy actually being out there and having some physical activity, enjoying the people you play around with, making some friends. Um, it's such a great sport to just get social interaction as well. And I only reckon I started thinking of it to be a bit more like my career, a bit more professional when I was maybe 15, 16, and I could have um, played in a junior New South Wales team. And you're in, you have to be 17 to get selected into a um, underage nationals team. So that was my first. I actually missed out on uh, my first year. I trialled as a centre, which was very stupid. Um, <laughs> you just wanted to get um, on that team, didn't you? <laughs> I did, and I don't know why I did it as centre. That was kind of like my last hope that I didn't have to be a shooter, but then they said I was too tall and too lazy, so they yeah. put me down the other end. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I really started thinking of it and as a professional sport until I was about 16, 17 I, um, I used to play state league basketball and my sister actually was a very good netballer back in the day. Now, one of my um, attributes to my my shot was I used to be out in the backyard day in, day out, dragged out by the sister, come on, shoot some hoops in the netball and there was no backboard. So I can tell you now, like, um, once you get your eye in that hoop, you know, it is very beneficial for other sports and I'd never use the backboard very often in basketball because I was brought up with the netball hoops. I didn't wear the uh, skirt, it just didn't fit. But, um, you know, I'm sure if it did, I would have given it a crack. <laughs> skirt My partner look actually good. plays basketball and I always tell him that I'm a better shooter because he can't shoot without the backboard. <laughs> yeah. Unless you call bait when you shoot it, it doesn't count. You just have to remind him that one. Now, um, who's one of the other players in the competition, not just in your own team, but what's some of the players that stood out to you in 2021 and you thought, she's ever had a bloody outstanding year? Oh, I think it's so hard for me to go past Sophie Dwyer. She obviously um, stepped into my position and, you know, it's kind of bittersweet. It was my first year that I was actually going to be a starting goal attack and I was really excited for that opportunity. Um, and obviously in round one, I ruptured my ACL, so... Um, so she kind of stepped in and she's, she's such a beautiful person and she deserved every success um, that she put out on court. And she's kind of, we've kind of gone through a very similar, um, I guess, progression. We're both from the same junior club and we've had similar coaching going through. So I think she just stepped up and really took this competition by storm and really showed what she's capable of. So I'm really excited yep. to see her keep developing. Um, and I think also, I should be thinking of everyone in the whole entire competition, but I can't go past Maddie Hay in my team. She's such a silent assassin, such an undercover worker, and she just puts the work in, doesn't need it to be acknowledged, and she just continues to be a really calm and steady um, attacker in our lineup. So I think she really impressed me as well this year. And did you have to remind Sophie that, um, hey, that, uh, that Guernsey's going back to me next year? I am back. <laughs> Don't get well, too comfortable. To Don't warm my... it up too hard. I know. <laughs> I think I have to work really hard to kind of steal back from it. But, you yeah. know, I love a challenge. It only makes yeah, us better yeah. players in the end. <laughs> so when does, your, uh, when does your season kick off for, uh, for next year? Uh, so I think next year um, the season will kick off a little bit earlier. The com, uh, Yeah, the Com Games are held, um, I think, in July next year. So... We didn't finish until August this year, so we need to be starting a little bit earlier. So hopefully, I think I'll be about nine to ten months in, into my rehab then and getting back on court. So hopefully I won't miss too much of pre-season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely an earlier start. Yeah, very good. Now, you go on the road a fair bit with the girls. Um, and then we are a, bit, a little bit of a light-hearted podcast here too at the Armchair Champions. I don't mind a little bit of a laugh. Um who did you share the room with and who is a funny story that you can share on one of your players? Like who's done something out of the ordinary and you thought, oh, Kel, what are you doing? 
Um, well, we were actually very fortunate to have our own rooms when we were away. Um, oh, but I've lucky. definitely roomed with, yeah, I've definitely roomed with a fair few of the girls. And oh, I'm very close with Amy Parmenter in my team. And she's just the most, probably the most forgetful person and probably the most messiest per- person as well, which is kind of, we kind of compliment each other. I'm always noticing where she'll put her key card down or where she'll put her Don't charger. <laughs> And well, no, I remind her, she'll be like, oh, where did I put my key card? And just to save me time, I'll tell her where it is so we don't have to be late to anything. She's just trying um, to get out of a shout. That's all she's doing. Don't worry about that. I know, I know. I know. It's your shout. <laughs> I think the funniest story, though, um, April Brandley, obviously in our team, she has a little son called Clay and he is such a little cutie. But we were on, I think she was on the floor, 10th floor or something and he just picked up the baby monitor and just chucked it over the uh, balcony and it oh. went all the way down to the pool. <laughs> Straight in the water. So she lost the baby monitor, but she didn't hurt anyone in the process, so she thought that was a win. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Lucky it went in the water and didn't hit the concrete or someone below it. That would have been pretty interesting. I know. <laughs> just another day in the life. <laughs> in Noosa. So- so is there somebody in the team that uh, is, is the team joker that everybody's thinking, oh, no, not you again? You're a pest. <laughs> yeah, definitely Tilly McDonald. She, I just, you can't really describe her. She's the most intelligent person. She's studying law at the moment but yeah, right. has absolutely no street smarts whatsoever. Um, <laughs> just has very funny commentary along the way. She hasn't really got a filter. Sometimes you've got to really make sure that she's saying the right things or no one's around her that they're going to interpret her the wrong way. But she's a good good egg and she's got um, such a funny character, very light, light-hearted. Yeah. yeah, nice one. Now, you mentioned the university. You're studying yourself. What are you studying at university? I'm currently finishing off um, a medical science degree. It's taken me quite a few years to get through. Um, so I should graduate halfway through next year. That's Don't impressive. ask me what I want to do with it, though, because I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes my next question. Yeah. <laughs> What's life after Nepal like? I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of in the medical field. <laughs> now, yeah, um, something in that field. Yeah. Oh, good one. Let's go goals afterwards. Now, um, we've had Paige Halley on the show a few times, and we've always asked her, you know, like when there were no crowds and things like that, sledging became very, you know, you could hear it a lot. Let's just say that. Very obvious. What's one of the best sledges you've heard from an opposing player or fan? You thought, yeah, I'll pay that. That's all right. Uh, it's, it was weird when we didn't have crowds last year. Um, I could definitely hear the people in the crowds. I got called a princess once. Um, <laughs> which I didn't take very lightly. I was like, you, I'm going to find you, whoever said that. <laughs> um, but I think one of the uh, sledges I heard this year, um, someone said to one of our attackers, oh, uh, we know you're the biggest actress in the league. We prepared for, the, for your oh. acting or something like that. What? Yeah, and then Jeez. she sunk a super shot. Or, oh, I just gave away that she was a shooter, but sunk a super shot <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> Said, yeah, I like down. to act. It's my best quality. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it didn't get away with it. I mean, that's something that was pretty big in the actual grand final was the penalty count. Um, it was pretty lopsided, I thought. Um, yeah, the, the whistle was blown a, a little bit too hard and the pee went flying one way. Yeah, it's so – It's um, it really depends on the umpires you get. And it's such a difficult job. I would hate to be an umpire. But, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I think the game where the umpires kind of – let the contest go and let it just be a 50-50 hustle for the ball. I think they're the ones that flow a little bit easier. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think it just depends on the day whether or not they're whistle happy or not. Definitely. So, Kerry, while you've been up there in, in Queensland, like the, uh, the all the girls, is there a, a real camaraderie between the teams or does everybody just stay to themselves and bash each other when you get out on court? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was lucky that the Swiss stayed in Brisbane and we stayed on the Gold Coast. We didn't run into each other. We might have had a few sabotages before the game. Um, <laughs> bit of Denko. I think there the is a, yeah, you never know. Untrips. I think there is a bit of camaraderie off the off the field off the court. Sorry. Um, I think particularly the girls that are in the Diamond Squad or the girls that are in the English Roses 
teams, they obviously have a connection outside of their domestic club. So, um, you know, we send them messages and stuff. I know for Maddie Proud, it was her, um, the last time the Swiss won the grand final, she couldn't play because she had her ACL injury. So I just said to her, obviously disappointed that our team lost, but I was excited for her to have her grand final moment. So there definitely is camaraderie off the court, but um, yeah, when you get to the, get to the game time, it's all in or nothing. And it was big that her parents were able to come up from Adelaide as well to actually witness that. So um, it was pretty good that they could be there to see that too. So yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I didn't touchy. actually know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. no, they flew up for it. So that was pretty good. Um, as a kid growing up, who was your idol in any sport? I think growing up, I was very – I'm such a daddy's girl. Like whatever dad supported, I would support. He yep. used to go for the Broncos and the Maroons. Oh, He's from Scotland, really? so we go oh, for okay, the teams that, that are north of the border. border yeah. So Queensland was north of the border. Anyways, yeah. I loved Billy Slater growing up. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I thought he was such a phenomenal – Athlete, I thought he was a smart athlete. Yeah, yeah, super talented. And I wouldn't say that I usually fangirl over anyone, but if I saw him, I think I would fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna change your uh, your number thirteen next year. That mightn't be that lucky a number for you. <laughs> yeah, I might have to. I'll see if I can get that changed. <laughs> Yeah. Now, um, here one team this year that actually you looked at and were impressed by that. You thought didn't weren't really on the radar, but you know knocked you over a bit. And you thought, shit, they're actually pretty good this year. We've got to watch them. Yeah, I think it would definitely have to be the Firebirds. Um, we obviously got the better of them in the um, first kind of game we played this season, and they stuck with us. Um, for the majority of the game and it was only really in the last quarter that we got them and then when we played them in Melbourne they definitely schooled us and got the better of us by a mile so yeah I think they've got a lot of growth in their team they've got some really good players as well so I think in the next couple of years they'll be quite competitive also the Magpies too I thought the Magpies had a pretty good season I think they flew under the radar yeah definitely yeah they've had a few games where they um, came out and really played really well and I'm tempted to say it depends on whether Shimona's hands are feeling sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Kira Austin, I know your time is very precious. And once again, um, thank you very much for taking your time out. I know, you know, being the weekend, not many people want to reach out after, you know, the team's had a loss. But um, we do appreciate your time. And, you know, you've you've been an outstanding sport. And congratulations on making the Diamond Squad too. That is an outstanding achievement. And um, good luck in 2022. You know, I think your girls are going to be right back up there again. So um, hold your heads high because I tell you what, you haven't let anyone down in Sydney. And um, everyone from down here in Sydney is so proud that we had two Sydney teams and um, just showing that we're setting the netball world on fire. And, um, yeah, congratulations on a great season. Once again, thanks for coming on the Armchair Champions. And good luck with your rehab. Me. Oh, thank you. That's my next goal for the next couple of months. But, yeah, definitely um, – a very big season, very um, grateful to have been able to travel with the girls and although it's over now, I'm kind of glad to have a bit of R&R time. So hopefully get back to Sydney soon and the COVID cases start to lower. <laughs> yeah, well, you might want to stay up in Noosa for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yep. All right, once again, thank you very much. Kira Austin. Thanks to Stan and Taylor Real Estate. It's time to hand out the Jordan and Derek Awards for the week that, that just went. Um, Crackers, what's your Jordan for the week, mate? There's a few to pick from. Yeah, well, mine's going to the Manly Warringah Seagulls Club. So they're paying out um, Keith Tipmas's contract. It's $100,000. Um, they're paying that to his family because yep. um, he's passed away almost a year ago. Yep. Um, so I just think that's a really um, nice gesture. Sure. But I yep. also want to give a shout-out to Toll for his yes. Patrick oh. weekend. Yeah. yeah, how good was that? Yeah, yep. he was sensational. He's just come back bigger and better. I think being in the New South Wales squads just lit a fire within him and he just really has, you know, um, something to play for. He's he's just amazing. His game but, but has again, just gone and leaps all, and bounds. And also coming back from that injury quicker than expected, you know, yeah. um, what, what, a, what a player. And just with, with the laugh. The, the smile on his face, the, the, the will, you know, just the joy for playing, you know. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Do you remember um, a few podcasts ago, I don't remember who we interviewed, it might have been Sattler 
uh, and we talked about who's the hype man and he talked about, um, was it um, Preston Campbell? I think maybe that was a hype man. Uh, yep. Toto and, and Luai are our hype men at oh, the moment. And they're, yeah. just, they're just electric. Absolutely. Like electric. Yeah, they're yeah. setting it on fire. That's sure. I mean, Penrith are looking really good coming in the semis. And if I'm the Rabbitohs this week, look the fuck out because yeah. you're in trouble. Mm. Well, well great, the good thing. Great tune up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The good thing is Jerome um, has, has found a bit of form again. Um, I think he had about three tries this on the weekend. Yeah. Um, a couple of line breaks as well. Back. Yeah. Tie that yeah. in It's just improved his game too. Yeah. Yep. All right. That goes into you, Unit. What's your Jordan for the week, mate? Uh, my Jordan goes to uh, Patrick Cantley for winning the FedEx uh, Cup and walking away with a uh, whopping $20 million yeah. purse. Um, great he, payout. Mate, great payout. Uh, he held off mm. his uh, world number one, John Rame, and one by one shot, uh, finishing at uh, minus 21 uh, with a, uh, a minus 10 uh, a head start, basically. Yeah. Um, from that win over Bryson DeChambeau uh, the week before at the BMW Championship. Um, and he picked up $2.4 million for that. So in uh, two weeks, he's picked up $22.4 million. Shit. Not, not, a bad, not bad for a 29-year-old. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, wow. That's great it's work pretty, if you um, can get it, isn't it? Yeah, pretty pretty good tomorrow. work. Well, yeah, exactly. so he's going to um, another golf course next week and have a hobby hit and win another couple of million. What a bloody, what a bloody job that is. Outstanding. That's it. Aussie, Aussie Cam Smith ended up uh, coming in 14th spot at minus seven. So um, congratulations to him as well. Yeah, no worries. Has he still got the mullet from the Olympics? Yeah, he's still got the mullet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where did that No, finish? no, we, lo- we love mullet boy. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All he right, would let's... have picked up a couple of million there too. Oh, yeah. yeah he would have, yeah. Pretty expensive yeah. under tournament, that one. All right, let's go on to you, Viper. What was your Jordan for the week, mate? Well, I'm going to go with Titsy and his Titans. Yeah, they, oh, uh, yeah. They, yeah. They, they struggled all year, but they kept their, they kept the dream alive and they got their uh, fell over the line on the last round. So it was yeah, a, good, a that young Jaden Jaden uh, Campbell too. Like he went already got oh, another double. He, he played well. He's, he's had a good second half of the season, didn't he? He's like his old man. He's only short, but Jesus, and he's only a skinny kid. But he's, he's only not a little afraid. Cold. Yeah, he has, yep. he has yeah. to go. He's a quick snapper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your mum phrase there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he, they, they've gone well. They've had a a really good year that they can be proud of. Now it's been hasn't been easy for them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I guess it depends now if they can take it one step further. No, well, that's it. I'm surprised you didn't go this one, uh, Viper. With your mate um, Adam, uh, is it Kegarin? Scored three tries, Kegarin, yeah. four Kegarin, or five yeah. games, uh, four or five goals. He was just absolutely on fire on the weekend. And um, he took that opposition apart really well. And not, I just thought he had an outstanding game. I mean, he came over from the Warriors and sort of one of those players who get chopped around a little bit. But um, when your mob's got all those injuries, you know, he, he put his hand up and he stood up and had a go. I thought that was really top yep. shot from him. That was but, his um, best game of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hands down for sure. And, and he can kick the ball. So, obviously, Teddy's out. He, he's got the ass for the kicking duties. We've all seen yeah. how he kicks yeah. a goal. But, um, he's going all right. Yeah, no, but also, I mean, Tommy, Tommy T, uh, the turn. Tommy T. <laughs> well, yeah, when you're beating 13 players on the paddock pretty much to score a try, um, the only thing is he does it week in, week out, so it's hard to keep giving him Jordan awards, all those manly people that keep having us going, oh, why don't you give it to Tommy T? Because we get rid of him every fucking other week too. Like, yeah. Give someone else a go, champ. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, um, that, 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 that boy can't stop scoring hat-tricks either. He's, yeah. he's a freak. Don't dig. he had five. Yeah, about five, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the stupid yeah, well, thing about it, don't the other teams look at what the Melbourne Storm did to Manly? Take out Tommy, you take out Manly. That's it. There's no one else that steps mm. up. Yeah. Well, Ruben Garrick's um, reached 300 points this season. Yeah, yep. Unbelievable. So, yeah, they've come a long way since round yeah. four. But it's not hard yeah. for him when he keeps getting fed good balls out in the wing. You know, like yeah. he scored a shitload of tries too. So, um, yeah, no, he's, he's done really well. He beat um, El Masri's record too, so... Another quick shout-out to the Western Bulldogs uh, for beating Brisbane Lions up there by uh, one yep. point. Another cracking game in the AFL, but um, they move on now to the Final Four. Um, Geelong Cats as well for um, giving it the GWS Giants. So, you know, there's a couple of good results there, and now they take on the Demons. 
And, um, yeah, we'll see where uh, they end up going from there. But AFL Grand Finals only around the corner. It's looking bloody strong too. There's some good teams in there. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's, ha- what's going to happen and who comes in. And, and Port Adelaide too. They're in red hot form as well. So, yeah, the yeah. AFL comp as well. They're shaping up nicely. All right, let's get in the Derek Awards for the week. Um, let's kick it off with you, Crackers. What's your Derek for the week? I'm going with the Warriors. Um, Kane oh. Evans and Matt Lodge. Like, what a disgrace. Kane Evans has uh, got a six to seven week ban, um, mainly because of the four other times he's been to the judiciary. judiciary yeah. And Matt Lodge, Matt Lodge is copping five grand for flicking the bird to the crowd. It, how funny was that game? Was it? Was it just a frustrated Warriors team? You know, they've been away from, you know, New Zealand for the last two years, basically. Um, you know, it's been two long seasons for them. They didn't really have too much to play for this year. You know, they weren't, weren't going too well. There was a study that came out. Someone put it out on social media the other day. Out of that whole Warriors team, the amount of players who haven't played for the Warriors in New Zealand, it was pretty much the full team. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are ring-ins this year. Half of them aren't even doing. Yeah. yeah. And all the original ones from New Zealand actually have gone home because they were pretty much homesick. That's right. Yeah. It's a bit of a makeshift Warriors team, which, but still there was an excuse, this behaviour. It doesn't matter who you play for. Yeah. No, that, that's for sure. All right, let's go into you, Unit. What's your Derek for the week, mate? Uh, look, I'm going. Uh, my Derek is the Tigers, uh, basically the Tigers' effort yeah. against the Bulldogs. Not not trying to put a damper on the efforts of the Dogs. You know they played fantastic uh, in any way, but uh, the Tigers were just not playing for themselves, their fans, and especially their coach. You know, unfortunately, I've got to say uh, this is the end for Madge. You know, I, I can't see his time at the Tigers uh, basically going. Any, any well past this uh, off-season, um, especially when there's some good coaches on the sideline like Flanagan and there's rumours that um, uh, the Queensland coach, uh, Green, he's stepping down from uh, the Maroons' duty and wants to return to the NRL. So okay. th- there's a few good coaches out there, um, you know, and uh, I think Benny Elias also put uh, Tim Sheens up uh, he wants Tim Sheens back in there. So um, well, he's already um, working there. And yeah. I, when I heard that he was going back there, he's work working as a coaching, as a coaching director, director. I thought, here we go. Yeah. They're going to slide him right back in. Even though they fired him and he was one of the ones they paid out, he's back there again. Yeah. But also, a side note from that game, um, I, I really loved the ref call. Uh, uh, in, in there was a scrum contest uh, there in the first half, I think, and they were packing down, and that was just a woeful scrum. And the ref could clearly be heard on the over the um, speakers saying, come on, guys, we just, we've just got to make it look like a scrum, you know. You just go, is this what scrums are? Uh, uh, is, is in, the, in this game, in this game and today, today's game, is there is there any reason for a scrum now? You know, if if the if the ref's not even giving a shit about it, you know, um, is there any reason to have a scrum in the, this modern game? No. I thought it was just to take your eight big boppers out. Yeah, pretty much, and run around. <laughs> Get a big run around. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but yeah, that, um, I thought that was quite funny out of that game. Well, just to touch on those West Tigers as well. Um, one point there, there was three in the sin bin. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that pretty much says discipline right there. If you've got three in the bin at one time, that gave the dogs yep. a good lead mm-hmm. up. And dogs end up with one in the bin at the same time. But um, you can't have three in the bin at one time. That reminds me back to the Parramatta game that time when Billy Harrigan went absolutely nuts and started putting people in the sin bin left, right, and center <laughs> for looking at him wrong. But um, <laughs> anyway, let's go on to you, Viper. Don't What's mess with Hollywood. Oh, I'm going to go with the Viking clappers. You know, the, uh, the Canberra Raiders, oh, they had everything oh, the to play for. Yep. Yeah, they had oh. everything to play for. And they were playing against the Roosters who it made no difference whether they uh, they won or lost. Yep. And uh, one team went out and played and one team looked like they didn't yep. give a shit. So, yep. uh, yeah, it, it's uh, – and, and Ricky, I, I can't recall ever seeing Ricky so disgusted with his team's performance because yep. uh, he, he just oh, – he let fly, didn't he? Well, I guess the other thing uh, you look yeah, at too, what about um, the Dallium of the year, Whiten? What a sh- – oh, I'm sorry, yeah. what a disappointing year he's had this year. And you think 
He's been another like, He's been nowhere near the best he was last year. It's sort of like, you know, when a rookie yep. has a breakout oh. year and they have the rookie syndrome. The next year they end up crap yeah. or something, you know, but that's what it looked like. He won the big prize. Is the world's best yep. game. Yep. Player in the game, so he's like Australia's best and probably the world. But um, next season comes along and he's a duck egg. Yeah, he, he looked. He just looked real ordinary all year. Yeah, terrible. Um, what about you, Captain? Uh, what's, what's your Derek for the week, mate? Um, yeah, look, you can't go really past uh, the GWS Giants. Uh, one, we talked about it last week, you know, for sticking up for him at the tribunal, uh, Toby Green, when he had to go there. And all they had to do was go and say, yep, guilty, cop what you get, and hopefully get away with a, a week or two and a bit of a fine, whatever. But to go in and say not guilty and, and, and have fired it and all that sort of stuff, I think it's very odd that now they're still sticking by the bloke and saying we're going to put him on next year. The AFL wants to fight it and try to get six weeks minimum, which should happen. But um, it's not a good look for the game, but they got towed up on the weekend. Like Geelong absolutely put the cleaners for them. And once again, the GWS Giants are sitting there licking their wounds as to how they could be so bad. And a few of them turned around and said, you know, well, we don't think it's a Toby thing. Uh, yeah, it is, mate. You've got your best player in the whole team rubbed out again because you've done something stupid again right at the death time of the year where you don't want him to do something stupid and you guys get absolutely flogged by a team. That last time you played them, you know, the, it wasn't anything like that. The contest was very close. It was good. But you just didn't turn up. And um, unfortunately, your star player let you down again. I'd be pissing him off and trading him straight away. Bringing in someone else, trade him for some some oh. good player. Get rid of him. He is a liability. Harsh, harsh captain. Harsh. He's had 20, 21 or twenty two um, dates with the judiciary now, and he's only twenty seven. And there was some some stat come out. He's only played like one hundred and eighty games or something or whatever it is. To be sorted twenty two times, there's something going on, and that's not a player. He really might be chasing. Play. He might be chasing the record. Well, he's chasing something. It's not a premiership. Because he's let it yeah. down two times now. And, yeah, I just think for GWS, what happened on the weekend, you need to really look at what has happened and what impacted the team. And they can come out as a United front all they want and say, oh, no, it's not nothing to do with him. We're, we're 100% behind Toby. I guarantee there's players in that team right now that are sitting there going, fuck you, Toby. Get rid of him. Yeah, for, for, for a bloke that has the, has the ability to score quite a lot of goals in a game, but also the ability to create so many goals for other players by the amount of touches and the amount of involvement he can get into a game. Um, it, it's a huge loss for GWS. And they they were, you know, uh, as soon as that happened and he was suspended, I don't think anyone gave him any chance there of uh, winning uh, against Geelong. But, um, you know, if you, it, it could have been an absolute different story if he was there. Now, thanks to Mescon Constructions. Let's have a little bit of a chat about topics that happened in the games over the weekend, uh, a little bit of grabbing headlines. And, um, hey, the first game I suppose we've got to talk about, there was an incident, well, there's a few incidents actually that happened with the Warriors and the Titans game. And um, a bit of brouhaha, a few punches thrown. It was like, oh, it wasn't too bad. Even the punches that were thrown were pretty much haymakers. But it was good to see a little bit of spite back in the game. But did it go too far? What do you reckon, Crackers? Yeah, I know everyone's, like, bring back the biff and all that sort of stuff, but, yeah, I think what annoys me is when old mate that's 50 metres up the field comes charging in for a have a go. Like, just pop down, Charchi. Just, you know, you don't need to get involved. Um, That's the kind of shit that annoys me, but... um, I think the um, the Warriors and Titans game was a little bit heated, um, but you know that's that's what happens when you mix passion and testosterone. Yeah, that's right. What do you reckon, Viper? <laughs> I mean, um, it, it tipped over twice. Now we've already mentioned one bloke getting the Derek Award, Payne Evans. Um, Super League maybe the next option because I can't really see him lasting in the NRL much longer when he keeps doing shit like that. Well, he's not going. He's not going to last long in the ring either. But ah. um, and I, I, I just think, you know, the, there's too much oh, too much crap about the, the punches being thrown. When was the last time you saw anybody throw a good punch that actually landed? Paul Gallen. Oh. Curtis Scott. Oh, yes, yeah. Curtis Scott. Yes. Curtis Scott. Yeah, that, Curtis Scott, yeah. yeah. But, um, you yeah, know, really, there's very few that actually land and they swing and miss mostly. So 
Yeah, it's, it sort of took the shine away from the game too, fun. I thought. Like, you know, we're sitting there watching that game, and then we mentioned earlier, like, young Jaden Campbell, absolutely tearing it up, having a good game. Um, you know, they, they farewell Don, who retired as well. A lot of good fuel to the game at the start, and then all of a sudden it just went to shit when Matt Lodge starts mouthing off to Wallace to sign the fucking contract, sign the contract. Like, there's talks about yeah. them two getting in the ring and maybe having a bit of a duke on, uh, footy player versus footy player. Um, maybe Wallace, mate. Might need to just have a bit of a look at this one because I tell you what, Lodge looked pretty bloody fired up, and I'd hate to uh, have seen him over in New York because he looked, maybe looked like that all over again. Yeah, well, well, that's well. Again, if anyone's not under a rock, you know, that's what he's been charged for over in New, uh, New York. But um, yeah, look, uh, I, I suppose the way the game is at the moment, you can't throw a punch, you can't, you can't attack a player. Where, where do these NRL players uh, go now? Is the ring. Now, the obviously, they must, mm. yeah, they must have a beef from way back or something. And um, basically, yeah, they can't square off, square off in the middle of the football field anymore. So that's why Lodge is, is baiting him to, um, to square off in the, in the ring. Um, I suppose that's the more appropriate place to put it. Um, but yeah, look, is is it a good good look of the game now? Is is for players like that to be baiting each other on the field to to play, you know, to fight in the ring? I don't think it is. You know, um, just play the game, guys. You know, you're there just to play football. Play football. Yep. You know that's you know that stuff's not allowed anymore. Get over it. You yeah, know, just play the football, the and that's and that's what the uh, spectators and the people are paying their money to watch. Is, is the car park banned these days? You remember uh, Ricky, <laughs> Ricky and Brett Mullins were going to yeah, go to the car that park. Yeah, but, yeah. but they're on the same yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But can't Lodge and Wallace just go to go have a look at what's going on in the car park and sort and, it there? And you know that was your ball too, Mullo, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Now, something else that came out during the week was uh, the netballers have finally got a bit of a top-up as well. They were already the highest-paid sport for females, oh, team sport for females getting around, but now they get another pay rise as well. Um, good recognition to see the girls getting it, especially after what we watched um, two weeks back with the Swifts beating the Giants in the grand final. But um, other female sports, we've got the AFLW about to kick off shortly, and that's another one that's growing a lot of legs and a lot of bums on seats and people at the grounds turning out to watch it. Do you think it's time now that um, we start doing it for all sports? What do you reckon, Crackers? Yeah, well, it's disappointing because the NRLW is being postponed to next year, um, yeah. which is really sad and and stupid considering, you know, the AFLW is going ahead, you know. Um, well, that, that kicks but, off in January. Oh, okay. Well, I think yep. the problem is, is, you know, with the men's sports, that's all that they do. So they can yep. relocate to Queensland and live in the bubble for three months. The women can't do that. They're all still working jobs, you know, um, and raising families and things like that. Um, so until that gets addressed, there will probably not ever be that equality, which is really disappointing because, yep. you know, I talk to lots of people. We've had, you know, like Holly Wheeler on, you know, all, all a, a couple of girls that play for um, yeah, uh, for the origin and stuff. Yep. Um, you know, so I think it's just it's just should be fair if they um, get paid more than what they are, definitely. I understand, you know, the men's game has a lot more sponsorship, you know, and they have grounds and the women are sort of tagging on to that. Um, but, you know, in 1908 when we all started, you know, they had to drum up their own business too and it took a lot of time. So um, I think they just really need the support. I think the fact that the NRLW has grown this year, they've got a couple of extra teams. I think they've got the Titans um, and, and another team um, in the NRLW. Um, but, yeah, they definitely need to um, start being paid more. Yeah, well, the uh, AFLW now is out to 18 teams. So pretty much wow. every, every team in the comp's got a female team as well. So that's how much that mm. has grown quickly. And I think you're right. I think the NRL... Um, can look at that model too and say, look, we can do that for the ladies too. Like, there's no reason. There's a lot of girls around. If you yeah. don't give them that opportunity and that taste of that, well, the girls aren't going to want to play it. So you've got to do it and, and just trial it and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. team's going to get flogged, but that happens in the men's comp. 
you know, yeah. like there's no safe method, but it's growing the game and getting more like females to play the game, and that's the end result, surely. So, yeah. and I think need to look the, at that one. I think the big attraction too, and we've talked about this before, is when when your team has a home game, you play the New South Wales Cup, you play the under twenty or the you know yeah. all the lower grades. Play the women's game as well. You're going to bring a whole bunch of families in that are going to spend money. They're going to buy hot dogs and soft drink and fairy floss, put the kids' corner in the corner like they do at Panthers. They're going to pay the money and they're going to make it a day out. Um, And then eventually, you know, um, it will just catch on and people will go there earlier before the main game and and watch everyone else and support everyone else and it will just get more traction. Yeah, no, I agree with that. All right, now something else that came out over the weekend, um, we've got the final top eight for the NRL. We're all sitting there watching that Titans game. Can they win by 11 just to go through? And they end up doing it. So unlucky to the Sharks. The top eight there, Viper, let's go into you. Besides your Chooks, who I'll tell you what, have got probably one of the easiest draws to move into uh, a striking position, what other team do you think can be a smoky? I'm actually going to tip. Um, manly to beat the storm this weekend if they can Ooh, yeah. if they can get round the tactics that uh, Bellamy's going to uh, have a crack at shutting Turbo down. They did, if they they can, did it well uh, last time. Well, the storm have got Munster, you know, borderline going to play, and so I, yep. if he does play, you can't possibly think he's going to be uh, fully fit. And then you've got Addo Carr is out, and uh, yep. you know, Loomy Loomy, I think, is going to be on the wing, so. Manly are going and, to come and down. And he looks both. shaky too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Manly are going to come down both wings and, and they've got try scorers both sides of the field. So uh, I just think the door's wide open for Manly to uh, to put the big upset in there. All right, champions, time to wrap it up for another week. Once again, thank you very much to Kira Austin from the GWS Giants netball team for coming on. After, you know, losing the grand final, it's uh, always hard to come from a chat to anyone after that. You just want a little bit of time to yourself, but very gracious of a time and uh, more than happy to come on. So once again, Kira, thanks for coming on. We'll get you on again. As I say, you've got to lose one to win one, so uh, keep your head high. Unfortunately, it was to our Moddy New South Wales Swifts. Once again, champions, please don't forget to look at our website, www.armchairchampions.com.au. You can see all past podcasts on there, other stories like from Oyster about the AFL, other fun things coming up too about where you can buy beer coasters, hats, T-shirts, all that sort of stuff will be on there shortly. Champions, please do your homework and follow us on all our social media outlets. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And please, hey, tag some friends to join us too and have a bit of a look. There's lots of fun things on there to join in with. And um, we always put our Jordan and Derek Awards up there for you guys to pick as well. So, yeah, jump on, have a look. We will be announcing the winners of the iFooty tipping competition that's um, now done and dusted, and we've got the final three. So we'll be reaching out to you, and congratulations to you three as well. Pretty good effort, and uh, got pretty close there in the end. Once again, thanks, Crackers. Thanks. See ya. Thanks, Jared. Thanks very much, champions. Always a pleasure, Viper. Love the shirt, mate. Keep it wearing. Bye, everybody, and I'll uh, roll the Panthers one out in a couple of weeks. Until next week, as always, keep your balls between the lines. Hooroo. Bye. Bye, champions. Bye.